Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. Yes, you are. And I am also Brian. He is. Today we are going to take a look back over the last few weeks on the aftermath of our 2020 election. And so depending on where you get your news, the results of the November 3rd election were anything from a resounding and comprehensive victory for the Democrats with Joe Biden winning the election in a landslide, to a clear win for President Trump followed by inexcusable and comprehensive voter fraud that must be persecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, I'm quite certain the truth Isn't is... Isn't it a bit early right now to do this because the election hasn't been settled? I mean, we shouldn't be talking about post-election when the election's not settled, right? I feel like we're far enough away <laughs> that we can at least offer some encouragement to the people. They need to hear from, well, I would say us, but really you, um, because you are here to set the record straight, Pastor oh, Brian. Yes. So we're, we're about two weeks um, removed from Election Day. Would you start us off by just walking us through... Uh, your thoughts on the election. So, so take us back to election day, and then walk us to today. Just, what's your response been? How, how have you seen things play out from your perspective? So, you're not going to be quite old enough in 2024 to run for president, but maybe you should do that in 2028. You oh. should run for president. <laughs> Pass. Only, only if you're my running mate. Yes. <laughs> what was your question again? So, just how have you uh, taken the last two weeks? Did any, did it surprise you? Is this expected? Just how have you, kind of perceived the results of the election from the third to today did not surprise me uh, what did surprise me was when president trump won in 2016 um, i it did not surprise me that he lost this time and for those that are still holding out apparently lost it does i mean it even those even his staunchest supporters do understand that it's a um, it's a steep uphill climb if, if he were to somehow pull this out. I don't think that's possible. And even if he were to quote unquote pull it out, I don't think that would be good for our country because then people would really have a problem saying that the election was stolen given that we're, what, 10 days past the election now roughly. And, um, and everybody, even neutral people and even Trump supporters are saying Biden won the election. Um, so, um, so yeah, it didn't come as a surprise to me, and I assume we're just talking about the presidential election. Are we talking beyond that? We can now? get in beyond that, but primarily the presidential. Um, and so didn't didn't come as a surprise uh, that Biden won the election. Um, Trump, whether, whether you like him, whether you hate him, uh, uh, you know there there were there were some good things that he did for sure. Um, so I don't think that he was you know com- a completely bad president, but he. You would, we would have to admit that he was a very divisive figure, and um, and so I think that had really gotten to a point where where people were clamoring for a change, um, his divisiveness, and and so yeah, I do think though looking back, so if you could rewind time and if COVID hadn't happened. Um, so two factors in 2020, uh, COVID and the killing of uh, Mr. Floyd um, were the, if those two factors had not happened in 2020, I do think we'd be probably talking a different story now. I, th- I think Trump probably would have won um, because one of the larger factors that argued against uh, President Trump was his, uh, his handling of the COVID um, pandemic 
and so the Democrats would not have had that to uh, run against them. Not that I. So for the record, I don't think the Democrats would have handled it any better. It's it was a, it's the first time in a century we faced a pandemic, and so uh, you know, he he did what he thought was best. Now whether in in hindsight whether it was best or not, I don't know. Uh, none of us do. But to say well we would have handled it better is really an argument you can't refute. Um, so that and then the killing of George Floyd um, and he was already under uh, suspicion of being uh, and again whether he was racist I'm not claiming he was but he, there were already a number of people who claimed that he was a racist and so then when the George Floyd happened Floyd murder happened then yeah so if those two things hadn't happened I think he probably would have won but they did happen and so um, so we're praying now for President-elect Biden. There you have it, a super helpful summary. So I wanted to pull on a few threads that you mentioned there. So going back to uh, current President Trump's response and the refusal to concede, um, two questions on that. Um, how do you view that? Is this an unprecedented display of arrogance or is it a valiant stand for truth and justice? And then the, the second question for us on the ground, would you counsel, encourage us to support his efforts to stop the count or keep counting? I forget which one it is now. Um, or should we take a back seat and begin supporting President-elect Biden? So it's certainly not unprecedented. Um, you'll recall that so four years ago, Democrats were, um, well, not all, but many Democrats were out in the streets literally howling um, uh, wailing uh, when Trump lost and even well after his inauguration people were still claiming that he was illegitimate and that he had really lost the election and so this was after his inauguration and so we're, we haven't even gotten to the point where the Electoral College has been certified or anything or you know even state votes have been certified and so it's not unprecedented um, that he is doing this Personally, I do wish he, I wish he would, I think it would be best for the country if he would just say, you know, I gave it my best shot and I lost and, and we're done with that. We're going to move on as a country. And I, so I, I do think that would be better for the country as far as um, healing uh, divisions that we have. And there is no matter. I, so one of the things I heard President like Biden say is, I think he said it. I'm not, well, I should, shouldn't say he said it. But I, it was either him or somebody in his camp said, you know, that, that he now has a um, uh, a mandate from the people. You know, when you have, you know, the when the vote when you win the vote by, you know, fifty one, fifty two percent of the popular vote, uh, you don't have a mandate from the people. And the same thing Trump said when he get when he was elected that he had a mandate from the people. You, it's not a mandate from the people. Yeah. That is, I mean, you won, and so I'm not, not arguing that he won, but it's not like, well, I have a mandate and everything that I wanted, therefore I'm gonna just, you know, all you know, the America believes this is the right thing. No, America is a deeply divided country right now. And, and so I do think it would be helpful if President Trump were to acknowledge that he lost. I do think if, if there are any voting irregularities, that those things need to be cleaned up. Um, and so it's one of the things I found fascinating was 20 years ago, Florida was basically the laughing stock of our country yeah. when they were counting hanging chads and, and the like. 
Um, and this year, um, they were actually, they had one of the smoothest running elections. I mean, on election night, they were able to definitively call the election, and they were right. Um, so President Trump had won Florida. Um, and But they had made some significant changes so that they wouldn't be the laughing stock of the country anymore uh, in how to count votes. Uh, I do think it might be, well not might, I think it would be helpful if other um, states, uh, including Pennsylvania, including uh, Michigan and other states that are, uh, that apparently did go for President-elect Biden, which is fine that they went that way, but just to to clean up the process of how it's done so that in North Carolina would be another state, yep. um, so that we're not two weeks, three weeks after the election, still Georgia right now is in beginning a hand count of some six million ballots, six plus million ballots. And I'm like, I, like they're gonna count each one by hand. Now I know that's not one person counting them all by hand, but still, that's, uh, I, I just wish we had a better mechanism that we could have some certainty. I do, I do think it would help the country. Long answer here is made very short. It would help the country if Trump just said, yes, uh, we gave it our best, we lost. We picked up heat seats in the House, uh, but presidentially we lost. It appears, it appears right now, although that, that the Republicans will uh, maintain control in the Senate. Um, it seems unlikely that they would lose both Republican things in Georgia. They could, um, but uh, it seems unlikely is what pollsters are saying. I'm not a political expert, but they, they say it's unlikely that they would lose both of them. They may lose one, but Democrats would have to win both, and then they would only have the tie based on uh, President, uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris um, right. being the tiebreaker in the Senate. That's that's fantastic. And then for those of us on the ground responding to President Trump's uh, actions on this, we rally behind him wholeheartedly. We hesitantly. What does that look like for us? So if it would be better for the country, and I'm with you 100% in terms of healing for him to to recognize that he lost and to begin moving forward. What, what does that look like for us? Should I just spam my Facebook account with any and every conspiracy theory to show why, in fact, Trump did win this election? Should I go radio silent? What, what does it look like for us to, to respond in, in that regard? So as Christians, we should hope that every lawful vote was is counted. Um, recognizing that there has been... Uh, there have been times in our history where lawful votes were suppressed um, from one side or the other, and we should also recognize that there have been times in our history when people have cast illegal votes. You know, they're not a resident, or they vote multiple times, or what have you. And so we should want lawful votes to be counted. We should be patient as far as allowing the process. I, you know, I do wish the process were, were faster than it is, or certainly more reliable. Um, than it appears to be, uh, you know, as far as getting those votes. And I don't mean, so Trump and his campaign are alleging that there is widespread voter malfeasance happening. I don't, and again, I'm not an expert on this. I don't see the evidence for widespread that, that where you would actually find, you know, that there are tens of thousands of ballots that would actually then switch 
the election to go the other way. Now, were there pockets of this? Perhaps. So as Christians, we should want, I don't think we should do anything to add to the hysteria. Mm. Because again, we recognize as Christians that uh, you know, Jesus is still on the throne. He was on the throne uh, when Trump was the president. Jesus is still going to be on the throne when uh, President-elect Biden takes the oath of office. He's, he's still going to be on the throne. And so we don't have anything to fear, anything to worry about. Jesus is in control. And so we don't need to add to this hysteria. And we certainly as Christians don't need to add to conspiracy theory. Um, I think that's sinful to add to conspiracy theory. Mm. Um, and so they just we just need to walk in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and I don't think promoting conspiracy theory is pleasing personally once again well said so two final things for you um, circling back you, you've mentioned the division that exists in the country um, it was here before this election cycle it intensified it's not going away um, you know once January 20th passes or even when uh, election Day 2024 uh, comes and goes. So we could spend episode after episode talking about the division in our country. Could you just t talk for a minute one particular way that we can love our neighbors in this divisive age? Do you have any thoughts on that? So wanting to be mindful of the climate, of the atmosphere that we live in, seeking to love our neighbors, but being mindful of the division that exists. Any thoughts, encouragements on that, how we, how we go about doing that? So to borrow from James, the book of James, to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Hmm. So to genuinely, so if you have a neighbor um, who had a Trump sign, or if you have a neighbor who had a Biden sign, and to don't vilify your neighbor because they have a different political a different political philosophy than you have, uh, they're listen to them and try to understand them. Uh, now, you, part of what's wrong in our country today is we think we've been taught that that we have to not only listen to people, but tolerance means that we have to agree that every idea is equally valid. That's nonsense. Tolerance doesn't mean that every idea is equally valid. And so, I have some very strong political opinions when it comes to different ideas um, and other people may have equally strong political opinions on the opposite side of the spectrum uh, and I'm willing to listen to them it doesn't mean so I'm, I may ultimately disagree with them but I can still listen to them and try to understand who they are and where they're coming from um, after all my neighbor is somebody created in the image of God and so I want to love that person well and part of loving that person well is to listen to them and to, to, to provide a hearing to, and, and where my neighbor knows that I've listened to them. Oh, not, yeah. Not where I just, you know, yeah, okay, you can go ahead and talk. And in my mind, I'm going to be all the while you're talking, I'm thinking about how I'm going to destroy all of your arguments. No, I want to I listen to you and I want you to know that I'm listening to you and that, that I understand. And hopefully then... Um, hopefully my neighbor would want to listen to me as well now but even if they wouldn't listen to me that doesn't so again to borrow from the scripture from the book of Romans in as much as it's up to you be at peace with all people so I don't have any control over my neighbor I only have control over myself yeah. and so in as much as it's up to me I want to be at peace with others 
And so part of being at peace, I think, is listening uh, to others. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but you learn to listen to others and say, well, thank you for sharing your opinion. I, I appreciate that, and I respect how you got there. I, I may disagree with you again, but thank you for sharing that with me. Wonderfully said. Um, one final thing. So this politics is heavy. Uh, can you give us something you're hopeful about? This could be big. This could be small. Just let's, let's end on a high note. What is something that Dr. Brian Sandifer is hopeful about? Hopeful about? So politically hopeful? or no, just... any, anything. I just want to end on a, on a high note. Well, I'm, it's, not, it's not, again, hopeful. It's just I'm confident that Christ is still on his throne. And so that this doesn't, none of this came as a surprise to, to Jesus. Uh, that he is still reigning and ruling over the cosmos. And, and so I don't fear. I don't worry. I sleep just as well today as I did prior to the election, as I did prior to every other election. Uh, because I know Jesus is in control. And so praise God that I don't have to... Uh, my emotions aren't tied to who wins the election or or, or what have you. Now, I, I do think elections are important. I think it's important that we vote, but my uh, my emotions aren't tied to them. And so praise God for that. And it's almost Christmas time. So we get to sing Christmas songs and look at lights and make cookies and all of your favorite things. Indeed. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Sound like um, uh, oh, what's your name from the sound of music? These are a few of my favorites. Yeah, that's that was the reference. <laughs> well, indeed, we'll close with this Psalm forty-seven, verse eight. God reigns over the nations; He sits on His holy throne. And so, dear listener, be encouraged by that, and get those Christmas playlists ready. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the PHBC Pastors Podcast. Uh, I was super encouraged. I'm so grateful for our pastor and the wisdom that he shared. Uh, just If you um, want to encourage him, send a word, send an email, let him know. Let me know if you have anything you want us to discuss coming up. Um, but thank you again for listening. This has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.